Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 11, Visvarupa Darshan, yoga of the cosmic form of the Lord. We have seen so far that Arjuna learned from Bhagawan first the nature of the limited self. So what is the nature of this conditioned self? And he learned that the self is immortal. The conditionings are perishable. Conditionings are this body, this mind, this intellect. Uh, perishable, but the self is imperishable. And therefore, while working in this world, keep that self in mind. Identify with that self. But that is not very naturally happening to people. So Bhagwan talked about how to act in this world, addressed Arjuna that you should act in this world in the spirit of yagna, you will be then gradually detach yourself from this ego and will be able to identify with yourself. So then, obviously, Arjuna wanted to know the nature of that imperishable self. So from chapter 7, Bhagavan said that I am the source of all the beings and things. Aham krutsnasya jagataha prabhavaha pralayaha tatha I am the source and dissolution of all things and beings in this world. So that's my relationship to you. I am the source of all the beings and therefore also I am the source of you also. And then he says, Mattaha parataram na asti kinchit anyat asti dhananjaya. There is nothing higher than me. There is nothing higher than the self. Therefore you should identify with the self. But Arjuna obviously was not ready to take this on its face value. The Bhagavan said, I am the source of all the beings and all the things. He wanted to know more. So he said, I want to know in detail your glories. Explain to me. Because he's still identifying with Krishna as Krishna, him as Arjuna, and how can he be the Lord of all the beings? Arjuna identifying with his limited self, is speaking from his ego's perspective and projecting his world. Krishna speaking from his identification with the Supreme, he said, I am the source of all the beings. So Arjuna said, explain to me in detail, because I actually love hearing from you, your great glories, all powers of this omnipresent, omniscient being. So in chapter 10, we have detailed description of Bhagavan saying that, you can see my glory in everything that is splendid, wonderful, strong. Anything where you can find something which catches your eye, that's me. At the core of all beings, it is me. I'm the sweetness in the sugar. I'm the light in sun. I'm the liquidity in water. 
And even he says, Dutam chalayatamasmi, even I am the gambling and the fraudulence. Even there also, somebody can only cheat you if he's alive and conscious, and consciousness is working through him. This is everything that you see in this world, the core of all beings and things is me and me alone. There's nothing other than me exist. Arjun heard all that, but he's still not satisfied. He's still not grasping the whole idea of the omniscience and omnipotency of the Lord. That how Lord can be everywhere. Say, so I want to see it. You explain to me, I have no doubt. You said this, and also many others have said before you. So I have no doubt about it. I take it for granted that what you are saying is correct. Because time and again, the sages after sages, from the generations have come and confirmed that this is the truth. So therefore, I am not doubting it. Now you, Krishna, telling me, so I have no doubt, but I want to say it. And therefore, in chapter 11, we see that Krishna grants him this great vision of totality. That you can see all at once, the past, present, and future, an entire universe in your one glimpse, you can see it. And what he sees is that up till now, the things which he has been seeing as different entities are all merged into one. They're all part of the one entity. Therefore, he describes and says that I'm seeing that you have thousands of mouths and thousands of hands and thousands of legs and thousands of stomachs because every stomach is yours, every hand is yours, every mouth is yours. So I see now all of them is part of the one entity. I'm seeing the wonderful sights and I'm seeing all these forms and colors and all the deities and the things which I have not seen before. I have not even imagined before I'm seeing all of them. So he's enchanted by that form but then he sees the other side of it. The other side of creation is always destruction. This is the other side of it. And he sees that now all those beings which I see existing in him also rushing towards his mouth to get destroyed. Every name and form in this world is helplessly rushing toward its own destruction within the self which is supporting it. So he starts getting really nervous about it, that everyone is rushing towards your mouth to get destroyed. And I see even the great people, the great heroes, are helplessly rushing towards your mouth and getting destroyed. And that reason really terrified him. We had this notion about Bhagwan as one who is a compassionate, he's serene, and he's creative. But the destructive aspect we never focus on. Arjuna, while listening to all the discourses before all the glories, all the splendid descriptions given, I am the light in the sun, I am the fragrance in flower. So we are expecting it will be all well and good. Once I see the totality, it will be wonderful. My mind will be at peace and after that, there will be no problem. But he sees the other side of it. He sees everything is getting destroyed. Every name and form is getting destroyed in the being of that great Mahatma, the great person, the Purusha, the one entity. 
So he said, I'm terrified. I can't find my place in life. I don't know where I am. And I'm losing my bearing. So tell me, who are you? And what are you up to? Because I have never imagined your form like this. See, only in our culture, in our religion, we have terrible forms of God also. Kali and Shiva doing Tandanrutya and Pralaya. But most cases, we want to see him as very calm and serene and very peaceful God. But when you want to understand God in totality, Bhagavan said, you have to know this also. So he sees this destruction happening, say, who are you? And Bhagavan says, I am the world devouring time. Kalaha asmi. That I am that time which devours everything. Within the time, all names and forms will be destroyed. Everything gets dissolved into time. Things exist in time, get destroyed by time. It's I am that. I am that all devouring time. What you are seeing me right now is my form which devours all names and forms. He said, what are you up to? He said, right now, I'm engaged in destroying the world as you know. The world as you and I know is already getting destroyed by Bhagavan. Every second, every millisecond. It's constantly getting destroyed. My reality yesterday is no longer my reality today. My reality today will no longer be my reality tomorrow. So he's constantly destroying my world. And I am on the other end constantly trying to keep my world in a status quo. I want to keep it exactly as I like. I think I'm right now in a better situation. Let's keep it that way. So we have a tug of war between the Bhagwan and I. I try to keep it. He wants to destroy it. So when I see him as all destroying power, I say, Bhagwan, why are you doing this? What's your purpose? He say, my purpose is, this is who I am. I am the time who devours everything. And right now you are seeing me destroying the world as you know. And directly addressing Arjuna said, you were afraid that you will kill all these people. You thought that you are so powerful that you will kill all these people. Therefore you were afraid of taking part in this war. And he said, I have already killed them all. From our perspective, we are all alive and trying to survive. But Bhagwan said, this time I have already killed all of you. Whatever time it is, you are going to be killed by time. No matter how many cryogenic clinics opens in Richmond, there is one opened, I guess, recently. The time may be in years, it may be in millennials or eons, but you will be destroyed by time. I have already destroyed you. As the name and form you exist, I have already killed you. Whether you take part in this game or not, you think that you don't want to take part in destroying these people. These people are already destroyed. Because we learned, I told you before, what will get destroyed is the conditioning, their bodies only. The self is immaculate, permanent, without any limitations. So these people are already destroyed as they exist. They're Karna and a Bhishma and a Jayadratha. Even though they seem invincible from your perspective, and they have powers so much greater than you are, but they are killed by me. So, my advice to you, Arjuna, is take charge of your life. Do what you were trained to do. Do what you thought was the purpose of your life. To establish the rule of justice 
and punish the people who are evil doers. You be the nimitta matra. I have already killed them. You take the credit, and then enjoy this kingdom. And that's where Bhagwan stopped. And then Sanjaya now takes a chance to tell Dhritarashtra what's happening. Sanjaya Vacha Etat Shrutva Vachanam Keshavasya Krutanjalir Vepamanaha Kiriti Namaskrutva Bhuya Evaha Krishnam Sagadgadam Bhita Bhitaha Pranamya He's just giving him what's happening, a running commentary and he said Having heard these words from Krishna, what words? That I have already killed all of them. I am the one who devours everything. I am the one who kills. You just take the credit and enjoy the victory. Only you can take credit or enjoy victory if you take part in it. If I don't take part, there is no chance. There is 100% chance of me losing. If I don't buy a lottery ticket guaranteed a hundred percent chance of not winning the lottery that's at least the surest outcome I can say but if I think I have a chance to win one in ten million I have to buy a lottery ticket I have to take part in it the Bhagavan said I already decided who the winner is you go ahead and buy a lottery ticket if you think you can but if you don't take part you will have no chance to win this thing. So Arjuna, therefore get up and do your duty. Take part. Result is decided by me. But you have a duty to perform your actions for which you are trained, which you thought is purpose of your life. And you must pursue that. Having heard this, Sanjaya said, that this Kiriti, crowned one, Krutanjalir Vepamanha, is folded palms trembling because he is still shaken up by this vision of all death and destruction happening constantly in this great self. The self remaining what it is, the names and forms are created and getting destroyed all the times. Namaskritva, having prostrating to him, Bhuya Eva Aha Krishnam, he said the following words, Sagadgadam. He is choked with emotions, choked with the realization that what the self is all about. Bhita bhitaha, fearful. Up till now I was in control of my life. I thought I can control it. I have accomplished things, acquired abilities and promises. I suddenly realized that those things are of no value unless there is a support from the Almighty the consciousness functioning through me. I may be the best architect, but if I'm in a coma, it doesn't do any good to anybody. Sanjaya said that when Arjuna understood this, this is his condition. He heard this, he's terrified, he's trembling, he's bowing down to Krishna and said the following words. He said that to Dhritarashtra, as we have heard before many times that Sanjaya is sympathetic to the side of Pandavas and the cause for which they are fighting. And he was hoping that I may be able to influence Dhritarashtra by just telling him the reality, that he can come out of this ignorance that this war can be won by evil deeds. That Krishna himself said he is the almighty Lord and he has killed everybody. 
So maybe there's a chance that Dhritarashtra can change his mind, but obviously that's not going to happen. So then we hear from Arjuna, his prayer, his explanation of how he feels about it. Sthane hrushikesa tava prakirtya jagat pruhasyati anurajyatecha It is appropriate that people are praising you and the world is rejoicing and delighting in your praise. Up till now, as an intellectual, I thought, these people are wasting their time. So Arjuna was obviously in the same state, saying, what all this glory is about, this and that and Lord. But he said, now I understood. It's all very appropriate. All the praises people offer to the Lord all over the world, whether you're a Hindu or a Muslim or Christian or even atheist, we all recognize that great power beyond everyone's understanding. Now I understand that even though we cannot understand your powers, it is very appropriate that the whole world is rejoicing and delighting in your praises. First time, he understood why this singing of glory of the Lord is very appropriate. Otherwise, we thought these guys are wasting their time. Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. Do something else. I said, no, no, I, I understand it. Why? Raksansi bhitani disho dravanti. When your praises are sung, in other words, when I invoke that self in me, when I praise your glory that I am not the doer, you are the doer and I am just an instrument in your hand, Raksansi Bhitani, Raksasas are afraid. And Dishodravante, all the directions are trembling. The evil thoughts in my mind are running away from me. When I recognize the divinity in me, I recognize the Lord functioning through me, all the evil ideas run away from me. And Dishodravante, all the bearings I have about my standing in the society and my standing in the family and my standing in the community and my standing in the profession all start getting shaken up. I realize that there is no real basis what I have done anything to achieve this thing. Sarve namasyanti cha siddha sangaha and everyone, all the siddhas, those accomplished beings they're all bowing down to you. All my accomplishments now I offer to you. I realize that I was accomplishing all these things because you were functioning through me. They were not my accomplishments. You put me in this situation. You empowered me to accomplish all those things. So I offer all my accomplishments, all my achievements to you. So, disodravanti sarve namasyanti cha siddha sangaha raksansi bhitani. All the raksasas are running away in fear from you. Kasmat chate na nameran mahatman gariyase brahmana api adi kartre. And why should they not? Till now I have doubt whether this is of any value. Is religion, is an opium for the masses? Is it something people created just to pacify all the fears? He said, no, no, I now understand. 
your glory it is very appropriate the people praise you and why should they not kasmachate na name mahatman gariyase brahmana api adikarte you are even greater than the brahma the creator you are the creator of the brahma himself the creator the creator of the creator i consider myself as a creator of my buildings okay because i am an architect when somebody was well, i even the one who designed it so now i realize that i am not the designer he is the designer he empowers me to design myself so he is even the creator of the creator brahma ji created this world with saraswati ji's knowledge but the bhagwan is even creator of both brahma and saraswati therefore why should they not why should they not praise you ananta you are infinite there is no beginning there is no end of you i now understand it devesha you are the lord of all the lords we also learned that deva it comes from the root deva is to illumine so illuminator is the deva so the world is illuminated by my senses and my senses are illuminated by the deities of my senses my eye can see because there is something behind my eyes which make my eye to see my ear can hear because something behind that ear which make that ear hear so you are the lord of all my senses you make my senses function without you the senses have no power whatsoever a dead man's eye cannot see anything only as long as i'm alive my eye can see so there is something a principle behind the eye which makes my eye see and you are that principle and you are the creator of that principle you are the consciousness which makes everything possible in my world jagat nivasaha you are the abode of the entire jagat now that i have seen your virata rupa i can see that everything is residing in you there is nothing elsewhere there is no any existence other than yours all other existences are depending on your existence and therefore you are the jagat nivasaha tvam aksharam you are imperishable sat asat tat param yat you are beyond sat and asat you are sat it also asat and we have learned these terms in vedanta before the two ways to define it sat is that which remains constant in time is sat that which was true in the past also true in present and will remain true in future is sat asat is temporary it was not there in the past i see it now but will not be there in future so that's asat which we also call manifest and unmanifest so the sat can be manifest so it's reality for me right now is sat the stable i say well that is real for me it's real is sat but before the table was made table was existing but unmanifest it was wood 
I couldn't recognize table in it. You see a piece of marble and you can't see anything but a piece of marble. But a sculptor can see a Krishna's murti in it. Somebody has said that, how did you create this? All I did is remove the unnecessary part of the stone. So he said, you are beyond both the sat which everyone can see or sat which exists all the time and asat which is temporary or non-existent, unmanifested. But he said, you are more than both of them. Just I'm saying Bhagavan is just sat, that's also not true. Bhagavan is asat, means unmanifest, that's also not true. He said, Bhagavan is beyond sat and asat. You are beyond sat and asat because both exist, sat and asat, because of your existence. So you are beyond all that I can think of and all that I don't understand. You are beyond all of it. And therefore, it is appropriate that the world can sing your glory and rejoice in it. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om